You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, with Blake and Mon, but it's wild today. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> it's really exciting. All right. We are here in the studio. Oh, I need to come back a little bit. That's what I'm getting. Oh, wow. So... We're not, well, some of us are in the studio. Some of us are not in the studio. And we are having a technological wild maelstrom. It's actually just, it's happening all around the world. And we're testing out to see if we can actually broadcast live from Finland. And if you're hearing us right now, this is step one in phase 1.2 after we learned from Ethiopia trip. I'm actually broadcasting live from none, none other than the hometown of Avondale College. Curranbong, New South Wales, far, far away from anything else, apparently. <laughs> and uh, I'm broadcasting from Newcastle, which is like what, like 45 minutes away from where you are right now? Uh, yeah, probably probably 45 minutes, I'd say. Uh, 30 minutes, depending on traffic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I can see you on a screen, but you're not here in studio with me. No, that's true. But I can also see uh, producer Shell as well, too. It's the three of us all on a Zoom call. And I'm wondering, I want to know, um, Mon, can you help our listeners to text us by reading the number to them? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. There we go. If you can hear us okay, please send us a thumbs up or a text. I know we're doing all this live and we're just trying to figure it out as we as we run along, but it is it's actually really exciting. I, I, I Honestly, it has been so much work. What are you grateful for, Mon? Oh, I just had the most fabulous Australia Day. Got up early, walked through some fog, had the op shop open, finished wallpapering the back wall, hung out with my girlfriends, went shopping, did some cooking together, watched some classic Aussie film, did facials, went to bed early. It was amazing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Coming up on Faith FM, the Northern Territory is under a crime crisis right now that the Labor Party uh, has warned uh, the Northern Territory government to get Alice Springs crime crisis under control or risk Commonwealth intervention. Also, uh, Australia Day canceled. Wild times. No, do you know, do you know what we should do? We should publish the Zoom um, coordinates and just have all the listeners join us on Zoom. <laughs> That's actually not even a bad idea. Yeah, How cool would that be? Totally. I join in on Zoom. I could see, I've got a little, you know, I didn't get to say this before, but my little thing I'm thankful for are breathe right strips on my nose. Oh, is it really helping you breathe right? Oh, it definitely. I love it. I have them and I, ah, it smells so good. Everything is good. Uh, we are <laughs> here live this morning on Zoom because... Things are a little bit different. We're getting ready for my trip to Finland, and we're going to do that in just a second, Mon. I love that you're holding it up, too. Now we can see. So I'm seeing Mon through one Zoom screen. I'm seeing the the program through another Zoom screen. I've got my uh, iPad that's plugged into all the text messages, uh, and we're getting some text messages. So, Suzanne, thank you for that. Uh, Janelle can see as well, too. I love the thumbs up and the possible prayer hands that go like this, but we have debate on whether those are prayer hands or not. Uh, could be a high five as well, too. Good things are happening. 
we're on the right path. But now we're going to see, we're going to really test out the, the texting if it's all working on the quiz. Are you uh, ready, Mom? I absolutely am. So this is a what am I quiz. <clears throat> you can, uh, this will be drawn today. How exciting. So you have Let's one run. you have one more chance to get into the draw to be winning the prize today. By the way, if you get it wrong, you're out. And hopefully you have some chances from previous days. So make sure uh, you can either choose it and risk it for the big points or you can be safe and wait until um, you really know the answer. Uh, but the, cl- the quiz will win you a, a two-book set, Amazing Nature and Amazing World of Insects, Two wonderful, colorful, gorgeous books, suitable for kids and adults. It has like short morals for children and experiments to carry out at home. Um, instructional language. It's, you know, talks about creator. Uh, really great prize. But first you have to tell us, what am I? Here's your first clue. Joseph, Jacob's son, collected all of this that was found in Egypt and Canaan. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text or call if you can tell us what it was that Joseph, Jacob's son, collected all of this that was found in Egypt and Canaan. Ooh, that's a <laughs> that's a very difficult one. I'm trying to think. I'm, I don't know the answer to that as well, too. But if you know the answer, make sure you text us in so that you can win the prize as well, too. Uh Mon, I'm just wondering, do you have any good news for us? I have incredible news. Blake, today I'm going to be telling you a story about unicorns. <laughs> wow, okay. Why are you like, laughing? Uh, Why are you laughing? Unicorns are real, Blake. The Bible <laughs> talks about unicorns. Okay, yeah. Uh, not Maybe not the ones with the, the, <laughs> the white skin and the pink unicorn with the little... <laughs> I'm open. I'm open for a horned horse somewhere, for sure. I think we mean a, a rhino. Yeah. Well, that's the same. <laughs> well, I want to ride a rhinoceros, actually. To be honest, that'd be super. Well, fun. you might be able to. So get this right. In May 2021, uh, a new chief minister of the Indian state of Assam. Uh, he set out to thoroughly put an end to poaching in the state's protected areas. So as we know, rhinos are a massively endangered species. And now, 20 months later, the forestry and police departments of the state have reported that 2022, for the first time since 1977, saw absolutely no rhinos lost to poaching. Zero rhino kills. In 2022. And 2022 was a bit of a shocker of a year. So here is a piece of good news coming out of that year. So this is, um, this is coming from the area that's located on the borders of Tibet and China. It's got Tibet and China to the north, Myanmar to the east. And Assam is actually one of the richest biodiversity zones in the world. It contains, uh, Kazingranga, Mangus, and Orang Natural Park, uh, National Parks, as well as Pobitora Wildlife Sanctuary. So together, these four protected areas actually make up one of the um, one-horned rhino's uh, biggest ranges. Um, so there are uh, different species, but this is specifically the one-horned range. And there's about 
2,895 rhinos in the state. Nearly all of that number can be found inside the state. So uh, Chief Minister Saram is his name. He put together a special anti-poaching task force led by Special Director General of Police, GP Singh. And the task force created a database of past incidents of rhino poaching with details of like when and how and where they took place. Um, and then convicted poachers had their phone monitored phones monitored and local fishermen and villagers were brought on as informants. So it was really quite like a sting operation. Um, and so when the work came to uh, inside the park, the rhinos were treated like presidents, apparently. Apparently they're very well treated. So sophisticated police commando teams patrolled the parks with night vision equipment and drones and the, <laughs> and the number of teams increased on full moon nights. Apparently full moon nights are big poaching nights. Um, so when there was flooding in Kaziranga, uh, it drove the rhinos to high ground. Um, this is like during the 2022 monsoon season. And during that time, the, the team stayed in the field 24-7 until the animals could disperse again after the uh, the waters receded. Because, you know, when they're stuck in a little area due to flood, it makes them more susceptible to poachers. Um, and they said, we, we will con- if we continue with this pressure, rhino poaching will stop completely. For this, the cost to poachers has to be higher than the profit they earn. Um, so that's actually a really great way to do it. Um, so a colleague notes that the coordination has become so thorough that poacher arrest rates are now being measured weekly rather than monthly as before. Uh, and it's this kind of devotion that has seen the numbers of one horn rhinos climb from just around 100 individuals in 1910 to almost 3,000 today. So it took 100 years. But we've um, more than 100 years, 113 years, but we've gone from having 100 rhinos left to having 3,000 rhinos left. Mm. And I'm just, I'm actually a little bit flabbergasted. Like, it's good news, but at the same time, it kind of boggles your mind that we have had to go to this extent to protect an animal. Like, they, they literally have, like, the security detail of a president. With, like, night vision goggles. That's because, I mean, it's all about the money. The the rhinoceros horn is worth money, and so people remove the morals and remove ethics, and everything revolves around the coin, uh, which is why we do talk about this. We've been talking about this all week. The love of money is the root of all evil. Like, this animal has come to a point where we've had to go, this extreme because there's so many people who paid so much money that other people were willing to bend their morals to do away with their ethics and to, you know, throw away all their inhibitions into the rubbish bin so that they could go and get that dollar. And that's why we've gotten to that place. So when, when money starts to take over our decision-making capacity, uh, we have some serious issues. Do you think maybe the reason they've gone to this extent to protect them? Because you have to realize that must cost so much government money to protect these rhinos. Do you reckon it's because the money has swung the other way? Like now it's like now it's more profitable for the country, for the state to protect rhinos because it brings in tourism. And they've realized, hang on, if we let the poachers kill them all, then the tourists won't come because there's nothing left to see. And suddenly they're like... Swinging in the way. Do you reckon it's, the whole thing is just money motivated? So you're trying to, what you're basically saying is like, could it be possible? That it's not that out of the goodness of our hearts. Right, that a government is actually motivated by financial means over 
well-being of their citizens. Is that possible? <laughs> no, that, that doesn't feel real to me. That could never be possible, right? We're no. talking dreams here on Faith FM this morning. <laughs> uh, yeah. For governments to come together for safety. Well, whatever the motivation, it's great that we have had zero rhinos poached in India's parks last year, and it's wonderful news that we have. Um, well, I mean, 3,000 is still a small number, but 3,000 is definitely better than 100. So a wonderful good news coming out um, of last year altogether. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. All right, you're listening to Faith FM, the breakfast show here uh, in Currambong in Newcastle in Australia, all around the world, here with Mon as well, too. We're trying to work through all the technical difficulties of making this a real possibility, but I think we're getting close. I think we are actually getting close. Uh, that was a beautiful song called Statement by Come and Dine. I have to get a little bit closer to the screen sometimes to make sure I can actually see what's happening there. But we're, we're getting there. You know what? It's actually, I think it's actually working. It's actually happening. So, Mont, can you give us some quiz answers as well? Answers, no, but I can give you some more clues. I can, clues, tell, no, you, clues. I can tell you that everyone who's texted in so far has been wrong. Uh, yeah, I, saw, I actually saw a few text messages. Yeah, don't read them out. Don't read them out. We don't want to give people more clues than we have to. <laughs> what am I? Clue number two. The Pharisees loved this. 0491064669. If you think you know what it is, what am I? The Pharisees loved this. The Pharisees loved this. This was for 400 points, right? 400 point. 400 point for that one. They loved it. Hmm. I, I'm just trying to process here. Can you read that clue one more time? The Pharisees love this. The only thing I can think of is don't is say hatred. it. Don't say it. It's not hatred for Jesus, dude. Don't say anything. Just if you if you want to guess, Blake. You're going to have to text in as well because uh, you're no longer in the studio. So please text in Blake 0491064669. I will. Don't tempt me. I might do that actually. No, nah, uh, you, you can't because we're on the last day. You just guessed and you're out. So you're done. <laughs> okay, fine. Fair enough. Tell us what's going on around the world. Other than yourself, you're the person going around the world. You're on a flight today, Blake, on your way to Finland today. Everyone, please keep Blake in prayer as he has a big flight. How many hours will it be to Finland? Oh, a, a number that I'm unwilling to even look at. Okay, yeah, I feel you. I feel oh, you. I actually leave, I, I leave from Sydney uh, later on in the afternoon after the show. I hop on a plane and I fly all the way over the big pond and a whole bunch of countries to a little town that some people might know as London, England. Okay. It's a little town. And then I spend uh, quite a few hours in London where I will be getting ready to go to Helsinki, Finland. And then once I get to Helsinki, Finland, uh, just this morning I got a phone call bright and early, even before the radio show even started. Uh, the breakfast show uh, about having to get an Uber to this new address 
Uh, hopefully, I will find the Uber and they speak English, and it's going to be a journey. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, did you know that fin- like Finnish language is a really, really, really difficult language? Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I, I, yeah, I was there before in the summer, and I, I love languages. I pretty much gave up trying to learn that one real quick. <laughs> uh, Do you at least know how to say like hello and that kind of thing? Not really. I know there's a word "kitos." I think that means thank you. Okay. Um, and and that's about that's about all I got for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if it means thank you, but they say "kitos" all the time. Okay. So. Yeah, I and I've I've tried I, I I you know I could probably try, probably tried better, but I'm I'm doing my best here. I'm trying my best, but I'm I'm in Australia now, so you don't need to know Finnish uh, for Australia, but I will need to to know some over there when I get when I get there. I got a text message I want to read here from uh, uh, Raphael, but a different Raphael uh, that that texts in as well too. So we got multiple Raphaels from this morning. He texts in. He says, "Hey guys, great show, good job." Uh, but out of curiosity, I've come back from four weeks of holidays. No TV, no radio. It was fabulous. Where are Lyle and Lawson? Great question. They're tied up in um, our basement. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I don't have a basement, but uh, I'm a little bit nervous for them now for you, Mon. Uh, <laughs> Lawson, Lawson's down in Melbourne, maybe the basement of Australia. Yeah, sure. yeah that's what I meant with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lawson's down in Melbourne, and he is doing some church planning internship stuff because he is studying uh, to be a pastor at Avondale College. Then uh, Lyle is actually the evangelism director for the North New South Wales Conference of the Church as well, too. So, yeah, that's where those guys are. Mon and I have been on Faith FM the last couple of weeks. It's been really fun. I really enjoyed myself, actually. And I think... Are you going to be on Monday as well, too, or is, La- is Lawson back? So Lawson will be back at the end of next week. So I'll be filling him for him next week, and then it'll be back. Um, and then it'll be the regular host, which is you and Lawson. So okay. L- Lyle has officially moved on from his tenor at Faith FM, and um, and you are the official replacement. So it'll be Blake and Lawson um, helming the breakfast show from here on in. One other thing as well, too, if you do want to hear Lyle, uh, she uh, – well, Shell, sorry, not not she as in Lyle, but Shell, Lyle's wife, has a show on Thursday afternoons, and she gets Lyle to come on. I don't know how she does it. She coaxes him on to the show. I'm not sure. She has she has a power over Lyle that the rest of us do not have, and then he does question of the day at 5 p.m. on Thursday afternoons, uh, Eastern Standard Time. So if you have a question, a Bible question that you want to get answered, make sure that you send it in uh, for uh, Shell to be able to answer and to uh, be able to go through so that's that's what's happening with with lyle and lawson so it's a great question i thought it was important and then i'm going to be broadcasting live from finland well hopefully that's the plan uh starting on monday so i'm gonna have i'm flying over there now to get everything set up and that's why we're doing the the show a little bit differently this morning we're getting everything set up here this morning as well too and we're getting we're just giving it a shot uh to make an effort towards being able to broadcast live because there's a mission trip from Avondale College happening uh, from right here in Australia all the way to Finland. And that mission trip uh, is going to be done with, there's about 35 young people going to renovate uh, a mission area called Koivako, which is a little tiny, well, it's not tiny. It's actually quite a big 
uh, Adventist health retreat. And we're going to go renovate it and get it ready so that people can come and get healthy, learn more about Jesus, and have a center uh, for people to learn the message that the Bible teaches about health and well-being. So that's that's really exciting as well, too. The other thing is, Mon, can you still hear me? Because I've, I've lost you on, on Zoom. Yeah, I can definitely hear you, but I have lost all visual. Okay, so we've We've lost visuals, but we well, we can still hear each other as well too. Okay, that's okay as well that's too. The and thing. just a little bit, just a little bit as well too. Uh, after the break here, we have Michael Worker. He is going to uh, be sharing what's happening on a huge ride. I, I don't know if it starts in Melbourne. I'm not even sure where it starts. I want. I, I don't have all the information, but there's like a giant ride. Uh, that they're going to be doing uh, on bikes. It's way oh. farther than I've ever ridden on a bike, possibly ever maybe farther than I've ever driven in a car because I looked at the map and was like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of crazy. So that's coming up afterwards. But did you know it was Australia Day yesterday, Mon? Absolutely, I knew it was Australia Day. It was amazing. It's a, it's a really – well, I thought it was amazing too, but it's a really controversial thing apparently. I didn't know there was so much controversy over Australia Day. I mean – as an American who's come to Australia, and then I did my citizenship test to become an Australian, I love Australia Day. It's just a beautiful day. And, and I find that people who immigrate to Australia really, really enjoy celebrating Australia Day, and Australians seem to as well, too. But there's another uh, group of people who are not so excited about Australia Day, and they've been calling it Invasion Day. Do you know anything about that? Have you yeah, heard about that? Yeah, I have. I actually have a small what? piece of wisdom to share, and this might be, like, so weird, but I, I watched an old Australian film yesterday, and in the film, it's, it's, it's set in Australia, and in the film um, an American reporter was asking an Australian bushman about, um, you know, what about this, this sort of internal conflict that we have here in Australia about, you know, who, who really owns the land, who it should be given to. And the Australian bushman said it's kind of silly because how can you really own Australia? Like, you know, we're arguing over something that none of us can really own. This land has been here for much longer than any of us and it will be here probably for a lot longer than any of us will be depending on when Jesus comes back. So there's no point like arguing over who owns this and who owns that. We can't really own it anyway. Wow. Well, I guess it's the creators before it's anyone else's. Because That's my point. Amen. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing to remember. We're going to now listen to J.J. Holler, Neighbor, right here on Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Breakfast Show right here live in Currambong, which is the final destination of the I Will Go Ride project that we're just going to talk about in a little bit. But before we do that, we got Mon Mon on. I hope she's on because I can't see her, but I can hear her, I believe, with the quiz question for 300 points. Mon Mon, you with us. Okay, this is our What Am I quiz. This is our third question, third clue. It is worth 300 points, and it goes like this. Paul says some people eager to have this have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Griefs. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Just scrolling through the text messages, only one person has got this right so far. Everyone else is wrong. And that person is Sky. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it again. Paul says, some people eager to have this have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. 
Okay, Sky, all the way from Canberra, getting that just like power move right there. It's a little bit, I'm not going to lie, I've done a bit of a tricksy quiz today. She's from Wollongong. Oh, Wollongong. Woo! Sky is from Wollongong? I thought Sky was from Canberra. Sky, you got to text us to make us figure that out. Text us your actual address. Speaking of cities, we got someone from, I, I think he's in Melbourne right now, but he's going to, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably am butchering the name Melbourne because I got my American accent. Uh, I, so I do apologize for all Melbourneites uh, who live down there. But Michael Worker is on with us live. It's so crazy. So we got, Michael, you're in Melbourne. And Mon's in Newcastle. I'm in Currambong. It's a whole journey. We're on Faith FM. Uh, and Michael, uh, what are you here to talk about today? Yeah, I'm here to talk about the uh, I Will Go Ride. So we're, yeah, just about to head off on a, an amazing cycling adventure. It's our second one in less than a year. Wow. So, and the other one, if I'm not mistaken, was in uh, the United States, right? That's right. We In uh, May and June of last year, over 15 days, we rode from Washington, D.C. to St. Louis. So that was about just short of 2,000 kilometers. So it was an incredible adventure. Sorry, I'm just laughing. Wait, I didn't know it was that far. So from D.C. to St. Louis, oh, man. That, I've, I've actually driven that. And mm-hmm. it took me, I think it took me like two and a half days to go that far, if I'm not mistaken. Almost three days. It's a long, long journey as well, too. So that's yeah. like from east coast to the Mississippi, basically. That's a long, long trek. And you rode your bike. That's it. That's it. That wasn't a motorcycle. It was no, no push bike, pedal power. <laughs> you're, you're actually. Oh wow, that's a lot. I I definitely don't think I could handle that. Uh, How do you feel after that? Besides being totally wrecked, it, it's amazing. You know, in endurance cycling is is its whole whole world of its own. But even we, we were tired at the end. Let, let's be honest, and and a little saddle sore. But the longer we we're on the road, the more your body just gets used to it. And we were riding stronger and faster at the end than we were at the beginning. Just your fitness builds and your body just adapts. The body is an amazing thing. Wow. So you're like getting biker fit. Uh, here's a question for you on that. Why in the world <laughs> do you do that? Like why? You just wake up one day and are like, oh, okay, boys, uh, we're going to go for a ride. Well, it's actually retelling the, the history of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Australia because that's how the message of Adventism went throughout Australia. There was a, a couple of Scotsmen who migrated to Melbourne in around 1890. And when they came to Melbourne, they found out about Jesus Christ and the Seventh-day Adventist message. And they were so excited about their relationship with Jesus that they literally got on bicycles and rode all over Australia telling people about Jesus and and selling them a book called The Great Controversy. So all the way up the East Coast, as far as Cairns, they started churches. All the way to Western Australia, country Victoria, country New South Wales, they started churches. And the guy who dreamed this idea up is a great-great-grandson of a farmer in Western New South Wales, a little town called Ugaura, who became a Christian, uh, who, who became a committed Seventh-day Adventist because of these two cyclists 
cycling evangelist who sold him a copy of The Great Controversy. So you're just saying, like, it's just a crazy idea he comes up with, and now you're commemorating that journey that basically spread the gospel throughout the land. From So the journey is yes. around, I do miles, uh, but I'm mm. it's like around 1,000 kilometers. Is that correct? Yeah, so we've got two teams. Uh, on Sunday, we're leaving Melbourne, and we're riding uh, 1,200 kilometers from Melbourne to Kurumbong. Okay. And then on Tuesday, another team are leaving Brisbane and they're riding about a thousand kilometres from Brisbane to Kurumbong. And we're, we're going to meet together. But not on a day, right? Like you're not riding a thousand in one day. No, no, no. So we're, we've got eight days of riding. Okay. And the, the Brisbane crew have got seven days of riding. We've got a couple of rest days in there. You know, we're, we're, we're going to honour the Sabbath rest and, and take a break from the bike went on the Sabbath in the middle of it. And, um, yeah. But but it, so we're averaging around 150 kilometers a day. So yeah, I'm looking. Wow, I'm looking at this on Wednesday. You're doing 121 miles. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's wild. That's a big one from Martinsburg, I believe. To- oh, that that was a US ride. They've, they've oh. still got on the website the link to the US ride. But that that when that third day in the US was was massive. Because there was a lot of elevation, we went we went over a mountain range called the Appalachians on that day. Oh, I know but, that. Um, very well. Uh, so so that was that was fairly taxing, but uh, certainly one of the days we're riding, we're going up through Tumbarumba and Tumut, and and there's a lot of hills around Tumbarumba and Tumut. So we've we've got some similarly challenging days, but uh, yeah, we've got a couple of days up around 190 uh, kilometres. Um, on, on our ride this time in Australia. That is, those are some big, big days. And I can see that now, so people can follow on Strava, for those who know what mm-hmm. Strava is. Uh, they can check out Strava and see uh, where you're going. Now, are you, gonna, are you guys going to be doing that on Strava as well for the Australian version? Yes, yeah. So if you follow, if you, if someone follows me or any of the riders, the, the names of the riders are all listed there on Strava. You can see what our days actually end up looking like. But we've got a pretty active Instagram page uh, and we'll be posting to Instagram every day doing some lives. Uh, so if you go to the IWillGoRide.org website, you'll be able to click to our Instagram or just go to Instagram and search I Will Go Ride, and uh, you'll, you'll be able to find all, all the latest information about it there. But you know, um, Blake, as, as um, riders on this ride, we are huge, huge fans of Faith FM. And uh, we've we've done a deal with the, the the head office of Faith FM that if any Faith FM listener finds us in the the towns we're riding through and gets a selfie with us and posts it on the Faith FM Facebook page, we will send that listener a special mystery gift. Oh, how cool! So yeah, if you go to the Faith FM Facebook page, uh, we're going to be posting. Uh, information about what towns we're riding through and what days where there's stations. So look out for that. This brings a whole new meaning for me to the term wheeling and dealing. <laughs> Absolutely. We are going to be seeing you guys go all the way from Melbourne all the way up to Currenbong. It's interesting because you're in Melbourne now, and mm-hmm. I'm in Currenbong right now as well too. So you're literally going to be riding from where you are to where I am. And i got to say, 
that's a very long, long ride. Now, there's 17 riders. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Now, are they are they all Aussies, or are there other people coming from other countries as well too? How's that work? So most of us are Aussies. One one, one is an Aussie who's living in the US, uh, and we've also got a, a Norwegian and a, a, a lady from Vietnam who is a champion triathlete. Uh, and she is just a, a real dynamo. So um, Torben and uh, Tofung, who are both uh, coming from Norway and Vietnam, will be riding from Brisbane. And Anthony, the great-great-grandson uh, of Tom Kent that I was telling you about earlier, uh, he's going to be riding with me from Melbourne. Oh, I didn't know that was Tom Kent. I, so you're saying that the the person who did this, who had this crazy idea to spread the gospel here in Australia, that was Tom Kent? It's his great-great-grandson, Anthony Kent. Wow. So Tom, Tom's a relative, but uh, yeah. I mean, the, the story of Thomas Kent in the 1890s, uh, he, his wife uh, was a Christian, and, and they were farming in western New South Wales, and she got pneumonia and very tragically passed away, and he was left to raise 11 children on his own. Can you imagine that? Uh, I and, can imagine raising 11 kids with other people. So, yeah, just on your own is wild. And, and, and as she was dying, she said to her husband, I want to meet you in heaven, and if possible, bring the children with you. And, and, and so a little while after that, when, when um, the, the literature evangelists came riding up on their push bike with a copy of The Great Controversy, uh, that was how um, it all began. Right. And uh, Thomas began his journey toward faith. And it's estimated from that one book, which is still in possession of the family and actually resides in Kurumbong, that original book from 130 years ago, it's estimated that more than 20,000 people have found Jesus from that one book. Wow. And and in the Kent family, there's been 11 Pastor Kents. Well, I, it's funny that, I mean, that name means something to me because I have a Tom Kent who lived with me for uh, about two years uh, from the end of 2018 to really 2020, and uh, he helped me to plant the Raymond Terrace Mission uh, Seventh Avenue Church, and I couldn't have done it without him. He literally, his blood, sweat, and tears are in that building because we, he and I were demolishing stuff we were building stuff we were painting stuff we were we were building that church together and so uh, the lineage or the legacy of tom kent uh continues in his namesake tom yeah kent. yeah so that was that's just really cool for me i i i want to encourage our our listeners as well too to really kind of support uh what you guys are doing the i will go ride so it's i will go ride.org is that correct that's it yes and so, and get some selfies with with you guys, and post them on the Facebook page, post them on the Instagram page. It's a it's a really cool thing what you're doing, raising awareness for that, uh, for the whole for the whole um, story about the gospel spreading here in Australia. I want to just ask this question too, Michael. How long have you been riding? Like how how like because honestly. I rode, I rode bikes maybe when I was a kid, but like nothing like what you're doing. Like, how do you get to a place where you get crazy enough to do this? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like most kids, I rode a push bike around and, and um, all the rest of it, but it really hadn't ridden bike for years until about April 2020. 
Um, in Melbourne, you might have heard we had a few lockdowns. Um, <laughs> and uh, that on, on the radio, I heard something about. Yeah, that. yeah, it'd be a little little bit of chatter, but uh, I, I was just going stir crazy, cooped up in the house. And one of the four things we're allowed to do in Melbourne was go for an hour's exercise a day. And uh, so I had an old bike in the garage, and so I started going out and riding one my one hour a day where I was allowed out of captivity uh, for a bit of freedom. And uh, it, it just kind of stuck. So that, that's nearly three years ago now. So and you're getting, uh, getting a little yeah. bit stir crazy. And then, and in some ways, there have been some good things that have come from the pandemic. You know, I've talked to some people about uh, they've got some uh, some miracle babies that came from the mm-hmm. COVID pandemic, and uh, new hobbies and uh, new new joys in life have come from it. So out of the difficult times, uh, good things can happen. That's it. So you are now riding. Obviously, you've got to be riding pretty regular now to stay ready for this this ride. Is it how how difficult is it going to be for you? That's what I want to know because for me, this sounds essentially impossible. But where where are you at on the scale of uh, the the Scoville scale of difficulty? <laughs> I, I think yeah, I I feel as though. I've done the physical preparation. Um, you know, we've been praying um, because, you know, it's like out on the road. There's always other people. Um, there's always hazards, you know, and, uh, yeah, we'd ask listeners to pray for our safety as we travel because there's been a lot of storms, a lot of floods, uh, potholes on the road. Um, you know, sometimes there's distracted drivers, and so we're, we're praying for safety. We're, we're also praying that God really blesses, you know, because the whole point of the ride is to share in a creative way Jesus with other people. And, uh, you know, certainly when we stop on the side of the road and say, oh, we're riding from Melbourne to Newcastle, uh, probably most people go, you what? You've got to be crazy. Why, why would you do that? And uh, we can then tell the story about Thomas Kent and, well, we're doing it in honour of this man. Would you like a free copy of the book that changed this man's life? And uh, just a chance to offer them a, a book to read about Jesus, about faith and life, and uh, we, we just pray that people's lives are positively impacted at, with, with Jesus. That's such an incredible story. Michael, I'm really excited. We'll be praying for you and looking forward to the journey. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.